So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey everybody, welcome back to Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. I'm Andrew Jordan, and I'm here with my beautiful, wonderful, slightly sick wife and co-host. Hey guys, it's Emily. (laughs) (laughs) We are super grateful you've decided to take some time out of your busy lives and schedules to to give us a listen and to kind of explore this fun topic with us. Um, If you're new to the podcast, our, our goal here at Outposts of Heaven is to kind of uh, talk about how the gospel of Jesus Christ applies in our everyday lives. Um, and our goal is not to preach and not to like be an expert. We're really just trying to share some of our experiences and experiences of others uh, to spur your own gospel exploration and your own relationship with the Father. So hopefully our uh, this episode and all of our episodes just kind of get you talking with your spouse and with your friends and with people around you about how to apply the gospel in your everyday lives. That was really great. Perfect. Good job. Thank well you. said. Um, so today's episode... Mm-hmm. Actually, were you going to say something? No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, today's episode is going to be definitely one of those things where we're not coming at you with any expert advice. Or even any no. kind of semi-good advice. Yeah. It's really just going to be us talking through it. Uh, and hopefully something that we say sounds like rings true with, with you. Or like is something you're also struggling with. And you want to think about it. But you don't really know where to go. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So this past weekend. If you're listening like the day that we're releasing this. This past weekend was the 191st semi-annual general conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I, kind of, I feel like I mumble yeah. the name of the church every time. Just be confident. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day proud. Saints. It was yeah. 191st annual or semi-annual general, general conference, I believe. I can never keep the numbers straight. Because I feel like when I was a child listening to it, it was like the 191st. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been a high number in my head. <laughs> well, I didn't really keep track of it until last year, really, mm-hmm. because it was like the 200th anniversary, 200, 200th anniversary of the First Vision. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, so it was 190th semi-annual general conference. Okay. Because the church was started 10 years after Joseph Smith's first vision. Yeah, that's the math that I'm not thinking about. Okay. <laughs> well, Okay. the point is um, the prophet and the president of the church, President Russell M. Nelson, he gave a talk during one of the sessions of General Conference. That was awesome. Uh, and for those of you who, who are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, General Conference is just a, a really cool... I don't know, like conference, a conference that happens <laughs> twice a year and all of, not all the leadership of the church, but a lot of the leaders of the church, um, they deliver a, a message that they have felt inspired to deliver. Uh, and we in the church look at this as kind of like the Lord's will for his church for the next six months. 
Uh-huh. Um, and President Nelson said some really cool things. Um, one, we want to focus on one aspect that we've been talking a lot about. So this was um, part of in in part of his talk. He was saying that the Lord wants us to learn a lot of lessons from this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And he offered a few lessons that the Lord wants us to learn yeah. and, and inv- invites us to like go and study our lives or like think about it and look at our lives more personally and yeah. and pray about it to see what the Lord wants us to specifically to learn. Mm-hmm. What were we going to say? Control? Just that I think that we've talked a lot about the pandemic on the podcast and that we've talked a lot about like the blessings and the not so exciting things and the things we've learned and the things we've gone through and We've talked a lot. We've had a lot of like pandemic content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think it's been really helpful to have that perspective mm-hmm. um, of like introspection. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully you've all been thinking too about how the pandemic has really affected you and what you have learned and the good things and how you've coped and dealt with the hard things. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and he, I'm just going to read, it's like three paragraphs. I'm just going to read this real quick and it's going to kind of set up our discussion, which hopefully won't be too long because poor Emily is all sickly. <laughs> so, um, in the t- part of his, t- his talk entitled lesson four, we hear Jesus Christ better when we are still, he says, We live in a time prophesied long ago, when all things shall be in commotion, and surely men's hearts shall fail them, for fear shall come upon all people. That was true before the pandemic, and it will be true after. Commotion in the the world will continue to increase. In contrast, the voice of the Lord is not a voice of great tumultuous noise, but it is a still voice of perfect mildness, like a whisper, and it pierces even to the very soul. In order to hear this still voice, you too must be still. For a time, the pandemic has canceled activities that would normally fill our lives. Soon we may be able to choose to fill that time again with the noise and commotion of the world. Or we can use our time to hear the voice of the Lord, whispering His guidance, comfort, and peace. Quiet time is a sacred time that will facilitate personal revelation and instill peace. Discipline yourself to have time alone, and with your loved ones, open your heart to God in prayer. Take time to immerse yourself in the scriptures and worship in the temple. So I I really like this. Again, I'm going to reread a part that he said. For a time, the pandemic has canceled activities that would normally fill our lives. Soon we will be able to choose to fill that time again with the noise and commotion of the world. Or we can use our time to hear the voice of the Lord whispering his guidance, comfort, and peace. Mm-hmm. I like that part because I think that we have learned, I mean, me personally, I've learned that I really like not having a ton of plans. I've always loved to be a busy person, but this year has been kind of nice to just like take it easy and not like be super busy with outside things. Um, And at the same time, it's exciting to see a lot of things open up and more opportunities are coming up to go do stuff and go places. And 
And so it's, I can already see myself being like, oh, we have to go do these things and like, let's go, let's play on all these things and we can go here and do this. And um, so that's a good reminder for me to just be like, wait, 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 like, remember, mm-hmm. we were supposed to learn something from this time. So let's not, go, let's not go back yeah. into that busyness. Um, we talked a lot about that with, what is his name? Laura Marks, yeah, when Laura we had Marks. him on, um, about that, um, that feeling that you get when you're busy, that it's, it's like accomplishment. Like you're more accomplished when you're more busy. Yeah. You're equating busyness with successfulness and success and value. Yeah. And, um, that's a big thing that I have to watch out for personally. Yeah. And I think it's, it's kind of a sub strain in, in our culture. Um, and it was something I've been thinking about a lot lately is how, Western culture, especially like North European and like Western European culture has a fixation on time in the sense of like trying to use time effectively and being punctual and how it it almost has like an inherent value in and of itself. Uh And um, I think I have, um, I don't know if other people have, but I, I think I have. I've kind of taken that um, value from our culture and kind of mixed it in with the the gospel where we focus on progress, where we're f- always focusing on being more like Christ and needing to always be moving towards something good and accomplishing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've said, oh, well, this is a good thing, and this must mean... I have to have every second of the day planned out. I have to be like using my time like to the maximum all the, like all the time. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm thinking that might be wrong. Like just on its face, I think that might be a cultural norm, which isn't the same as a gospel norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that it's like a bad thing. I just think, ooh, I, that I need to be careful to not equate that with the gospel. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. So like it can be a good thing, it can be a good cultural thing that doesn't even, doesn't always contradict with, with the gospel, but in, at times it could and does contradict the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that's... Am I, am I saying this like in a pinata, or a, yeah, pinata yeah, way? Or I to think simplify so. it? Yeah, no, I think you... I understand you. Okay. Um, and so... I've just been thinking about that. Like, am am I too highly valuing structured or just structure in our lives? Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I actually did a fast. I did a it's not a food fast, but it was a planner fast, and I did one week without using my planner, which is like a big deal for me because I map out every single day. Um, with lists and I color code and categorize. Uh-huh. And so a couple weeks ago, I took a week off and I didn't, I didn't do it. I had my meal plan, so I knew what to make for dinner, but I think that was about it. Um, and it was weird. It was, it was nice because I was able to see all of the good things that I was doing throughout the day that I didn't plan, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, and I was able to just like be there more with the kids instead of being focused on like what I had to do next and what the next chore was and what I had mapped out on my day. 
Um, yeah, so I think that was really helpful. I am back to using the planner. I think it's like, I don't, it's not a like all or nothing. Right. It's finding balance and that's what I'm working on. Right. Well, it's so, like with, with food. So in our church, we, we, we try and fast at least once a month. Well, you haven't fasted in a long time because you can't fast when you're pregnant or yeah or breastfeeding yeah so it's been a while since you fasted but those of us who are <laughs> capable of fasting we fast from food for two meals once a month mm-hmm. like like for we fast for a 124 hour period once a month um and it, it's not because food is bad but like being able to control yourself mm-hmm. is good like there are benefits from being able to to use your will to to limit a good thing so that you can focus on some something else that's better. Yeah, and that goes right back to the quote that um, you just read. It says, discipline yourself to have time alone and with your loved ones. Um, so right now, and in this past year, that hasn't really been something we had to discipline ourselves right. about. It was, like, it was inevitable that we were going to have alone time and time with our family. Yeah. Um, but And it's it's been mentally a little difficult at times for me i don't don't know if it's been as difficult for you as it's been for me Mm -hmm. but to have that much free time especially when i'm home when i was working from home and i didn't have like things to do right then and so i was like well I, i i don't know what to do so i can sit here in front of my computer and wait for something to happen or i can just go and be with the kids Mm mm-hmm and it was really nice, but it was it was emotionally hard for me because I'm so I have that like that drive that I think comes from our culture, mm-hmm. um, which again I, I don't think is a bad thing, but I think it, when when applied without the mediating effects of the gospel, it can't be bad. Um, and it, it was just like hard for me to sit, mm-hmm. and I'm not like a. I don't know. I, I like to be constantly progressing and, and right. being proactive. And so that it was difficult for me to like just accept it and to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm better at it now because of the pandemic. Yeah. So am I, but like, how do we apply this moving forward? Right. Because we, we're getting back to a time where we have to be a little more structured. Like I do have like to go to work, work. Right. And we are having like trips planned and Hiram started T-ball, which is a new phase. Mm-hmm, which is super talk fun. About. But yeah, so it's like things are starting to happen that are more normal now. But how do we like keep the lessons that we've learned, especially revolving around like not over over busying ourselves right, and, and staying making simple, sure, yeah. yeah, staying simple and making sure that we do have alone time. Yeah, like spiritual alone time. Well, it's hard because you look at our lives and we basically have. I don't, we don't have that many things going on. Right. right? We're, we're very busy, but we have basically church mm-hmm. and parenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so parenting's first, right? And then church and, and work. And then we have friends that we see every now and again. Uh, but it's mostly like for our neighborhood friends that we just like are outside at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hiram does T-ball. Yeah. But and, it's, it's so funny. It, it feels like we're like super busy. It feels very busy. And as a, like a stay-at-home mom, it's kind of funny. So my little sister's visiting right now. 
And um, I don't think, like, we've never visited each other without, like, our whole family speaking together. Like, it's just her here with us. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting because I always, like, I keep thinking, like, she probably thinks, like, wow, what do you do all day? But literally, like, I feel like sometimes all I do all day is, like, break up fights, get kids to stop crying, change diapers, clean up spills, make people food. <laughs> and then it's like repeat, 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 repeat. Right. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it feels very, very busy just to be, I mean, not just to be, but being a stay at home mom is busy, is very, very busy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, that, and you have but a hard time no... like slowing down mentally oh, yeah. in the midst of all that. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's really not a great way to simplify yeah. that aspect of busyness, but yeah. Well, and, and it's, you look at um, church activities, right? And so we, I think we feel, a, a lot of people are feeling the need for greater connection with our brothers and sisters in the gospel uh, or greater connection with our congregations. And we're feeling that need and we recognize that we need to do things with each other as, you know, mm-hmm. bar, we need to follow the the safety and health guidelines put out by our by our churches and by the local governments, uh, regardless of what you feel, or how you feel about all of that, like that's we have to be doing that as much as is appropriate and can be expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need to be doing those things, and so we we, we feel the need to do these activities because we we recognize that we want to be closer to each other, but we're also at the same time think you're supposed to be simplifying and supposed mm-hmm. to be limiting these activities. Um, and that's, it's, it's like a weird limbo thing, I guess, because like my, or our church activity is very busy, not like our activities that we go to, but like we do a lot of church things, right? Right. Where you we're doing something church related. Most nights through, of the week. Yeah. Most, I mean like not just like reading scriptures in our home, but no, like serving in the church in some right. capacity yeah it's like you, there's usually a service project or activity at least once a week and then there's youth activities and then church and then i have uh I have we to... don't have youth but um i work with the young women yeah and... yeah, yeah um it's like we have like youth activities or that we don't yeah emily's has to go to youth <laughs> activities and i frequently have to go because of my calling and so and then now though it's like you have to take Hiram to t-ball because it's the same night as youth activities and it's like oh no like things are getting busy and it's yeah kind of scary yeah and so like just thinking about okay well, how do we do this in the future like we want them to develop themselves but like even taking two nights a week away from everybody else i feel that like that a new dynamic in Hiram's like developing a new aspect of himself that's kind of like independent of us mm-hmm. which is good to a degree, right? It has to be. Yeah. It's so strange, though, to, like, watch him have interactions with other adults and other kids. Because this is the first time that's really happening. Mm-hmm. So it's very strange. I mean, he's, like, had friends and play groups and whatnot, but it's always kind of been us still in charge. Yeah. What I was still in charge. Um, it's a new phase for us. A lot yeah. of our listeners are probably, like, yeah, newbies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and so it's just weird thinking, like, how do we determine where's too much? And how do... How do we determine like how how best to have this kind of unstructured time? 
it's almost like we need to schedule unstructured time. Like when you say, okay, like this needs to be time where we don't yeah. have anything scheduled and it just needs to be like hours long. I think that's a good idea. And I mean, that's what President Nelson said in his talk. It says, discipline yourself to have alone time. I think that's can mean schedule mm-hmm. it because how else would you discipline yeah. yourself to do that? Yeah. And we do that, right? So we have mm-hmm. as much as, as possible. We haven't been able to do it for a few weeks, but uh, on Sundays, Emily and I, swap Sundays and then on our Sunday we get to take as much time as we need to go and be alone and be quiet and mm-hmm. be still uh, and meditate or do extra long scripture study wherever it is so we can kind of have that yeah and then sometimes when we when we need it outside of that we can ask for it and the other person always if you anytime you need it you can ask you know well, yeah 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 um oh but what was I gonna say oh I was thinking about uh, actually, I've been watching The Chosen. So I, The Chosen, or season two just started. Um, and I I don't know how... Uh, I mean, when you're doing a TV show of this, you kind of have to take some kind of creative license and, and fill in details because the, the Gospels, um, according to the various apostles, were not... I guess Luke wasn't an apostle. But according... The, the Gospels as recorded in the New Testament... Um, are not like they're not screenplays. So you can, if you're gonna do a screenplay, you have to kind of fill in fill in mm-hmm. gaps. And the way they portray Jesus is really interesting as far as like how he ran his schedule. Mm-hmm. And I think it matches well with with um, what we know about Christ so and how, how he served. How does he do that? He's just like not bound by like a super tight schedule mm-hmm. so you can That's tell what i kind of imagined him being just like bopping around serving people well and and, teaching and it's more than that right because he ends up in specific places at specific times to speak with specific individuals uh he ends up in the temple several times at a um as part of like the jewish religious festivals and so he's getting to places on time and like being in general areas and he like goes to synagogue and, and all these things. So he's following a general schedule, right? But it doesn't seem like he's planning everything out. Right. Like it seems like, like he's letting the spirit guide him. Right. So that means that we should probably be doing <laughs> that, right? Yeah. And I, I think maybe sometimes when we are, um, when we're planning, if we don't introduce the Lord into it, we kind of cut ourselves off from revelation mm-hmm. and it makes it harder for us to, to deviate. And I'm not saying that we don't have any kind of plan. Um, but I, I think I like the idea of, of having, of having limited goals and then just going with it and going with the spirit. Yeah. That's what I imagine the savior being like, I imagine he has like, general big things he has to do at least when he was on on the earth i don't know what his schedule is like now but <laughs> when he was on the earth i imagine him um kind of going from person to person mm-hmm. right like he knew that okay i have to generally be here <laughs> today or by the end of the week um <clears throat> but instead of thinking how what's the fastest way to get from point a to point b you just kind of go with it and you are more focused on the people's lives that you can touch along the way. Yeah, I really, really like that. That's something that I could work on for sure. 
Oh yeah. But how do we do it? That's the question. Oh, like, how do we practically actually do that? You, I mean, you've already said a little bit of that is just to be prayerful and keep the Lord involved in the whole process. Mm-hmm. And that's also something I could be doing better. <clears throat> because, sorry, clear throat right there. But I think that a lot of the time I'm like, like, I put myself in charge of my schedule, which makes sense because it's my schedule. Well, from a but secular like, way, from a secular yeah. perspective, it makes total sense. So it's like I control what's going on and then whatever spiritual things happen to happen, like we'll squeeze that in along the way. Mm-hmm. In reality though, like I think it really should be that that I have a general plan, maybe. General plan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> Guys, I'm addicted to planning. I love planning. Yeah. So it's hard for me. <laughs> Um, I think it's okay and realistic for me to like have a general plan, but to be very like spiritually minded the whole time mm-hmm. and to ask for help, you know, ask heavenly father for mm-hmm. help and, and helping you to accomplish the things that need to be done and also to meet the needs that he has for you, I guess, or the, the things like, he needs you to do. So can I ask you a follow up question about that? <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. So I know that you specifically struggle deeply with altering plans that have been made. Yeah, I'm not a flexible person. You're a flexible person until plans have been made. And then you're like, no, like this has been written down (laughs) on my piece of paper. You can't scratch it out unless it's been completed. Change. It's not going to change. Yeah. So, how do you, what are you going to do to work on that? Because I, mean, I think we, we've talked about that before, so it's not like I'm springing this on you. Like this is a something that mm-hmm. I think is an obstacle for you when it comes to this. I think just like simplifying. Well, first, like keeping Heavenly Father involved in it all. Um, but then also to simplify. what does that look like for you? Like when you say Heavenly Father is involved in your planning process, like what uh-huh. is that like? Like give okay, like, our... like I'm sitting down with my planner because okay. I'm gonna use it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, your planner that is right my planner yeah i'm gonna use my planner that's like not a question but um (laughs) but instead of like writing down every single thing for that day that i could possibly do and then feel like so emotionally attached to it just like writing down top three or top five things and keeping like being very prayerful about those things that need to happen um and Praying for help to not get emotionally attached. That's what it means for me. Yeah. Because I put a lot of, like, self-worth in to, like, accomplishing the things that I write down for the day. In the order that you've written them down. Yeah. It sounds ridiculous. I Coming out of my mouth, I, I sound crazy. <laughs> like a crazy person. I have never thought that about you. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I've but never actually thought you're crazy, lot, but yeah. it, sometimes uh, it's hard for me to grasp because that's not how... That's not how you work. No. So I, yeah, I just like, I put a lot of self-worth on that and like attachment and value and I just... What? I have a potential solution that I heard from Courtney. Oh, share it. Share it, share it. Because um, so I need it. So Courtney... Richardson, we've had her on on the podcast twice, I believe, and she's a really good friend. Yeah, about homeschooling. Um, um, and she, I, I can't remember if it was 
if she had done this or someone had told her about this, uh, but we were talking the other day, I think at Ward Council or some church setting, and, and she said that this person she knows takes um, a list, writes everything that she needs to get done that day or thinks she needs to get done that day down, and then prays about the list and then orders it by the Spirit. And so she mm. like has this list, like these are all the things that I think I need to do today. And then she prays and like, okay, this should be number one, and this one should be number two, this one should be number three, and then she develops the order based off of that. Wow. And then she'll she will deviate as the spirit dictates, but mm-hmm. for the most part, she just sits there and prays about it and says, like, I think this one's right. This one should be this one's gonna be first. And if she feels good about that, then she makes that one first. If she doesn't feel good about it, then she moves on to another one until she's numbered her list. But she goes through this like pray, like this prayerful numbering process when she gets ready for her day. I like that, and it sounds great, but it sounds like it takes a lot of time. She's a little old lady, if I remember right. The, not Courtney, but the, the lady who does this. Okay. Like it sounds like a good plan, but it sounds like it would take a half an hour. Or more. Yeah. Well, maybe she should get proficient yeah. at it. Yeah. Or maybe just like real quick, like Heavenly Father. Like, or maybe she has like four things to write down and I have like 70. Maybe you should have fewer things. Exactly. Like maybe I should just not write down all the things. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think maybe like having too many small things just freaks you, like freaks you out. But I also like it because then I get to check more off. This is bad. It's bad. Right. Well, it's like an addiction. You know, it's so. like really funny. It's like I will write down like, like instead of writing down like do laundry. You write like put laundry in the washer, <laughs> put laundry in the dryer, <laughs> fold laundry, put laundry away. <laughs> You're joking, but I'm not. <laughs> oh gosh. No, I do like wash darks, fold darks. Are you serious? <laughs> put away darks. Okay, honey, we're having an intervention. I. Th- think you need to chill it down or like dial it down well, just a one thing bit. that i have done is like so in my planner all the days are in columns next to each other and so when something doesn't get done instead of like beating myself up about it i so like i cross off things that do get done and so the things that don't get done i just circle it and i write it down for the next day and so it's not like a oh dang it it's like oh that's okay like we'll just circle it so mm-hmm. i can see the things that need to be scooched anyways that has that's helped me a little bit it's funny how this has turned into like a list making 101 not to do what not to do (laughs) well i think for you i mean this i hope this is instructive for our listeners because this is what this is how we try and live the gospel as we talk about these issues and then we figure out okay how does it apply to us and where does it what aspects of our life is or are in conflict with the gospel of Jesus Christ, with this principle of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And this is an aspect that of of specifically your life that Obviously, is in conflict I with this Obviously, I struggle with this, and I need some help. Yeah. So. How do you think I do with this one? What do you think my biggest? Well, you're always so prayerful and and great. So <laughs> Thank you. But I, I really I haven't think, seen you struggle with this, honestly. I, I For me, it's the... Um, it's having a, a hard time kind of scheduling stillness. Yeah. I mean, I don't schedule Specifically stillness. like family stillness. Yeah. I don't schedule that. It's um, not on my list. Yeah. That's terrible. But, but I don't. like, wouldn't it be nice if we just had like, hey, this like 
for the next like three hours like this time is supposed to be spent like just being there mm-hmm. right and that way i don't feel guilty that i'm not doing these other things i'm just like this is for this purpose is just right. to be here yeah um i i have that problem because i'm just i'm so focused on progress that i think to myself why am i just sitting here like even if the kids are watching a movie we're all watching a movie together like i could be studying hebrew or whatever it is that i'm doing at the, <laughs> at the moment like i could always just be progressing yeah and doing something um but i think i think it's this is just something that we struggle with as a society. Mm-hmm. It's something that we've introduced, or at least segments of society, we've introduced uh, like this fixation on maximization of time. And other cultures, like modern-day cultures, don't deal with that as much. And we look at them, look at them sometimes, we're like, this is ridiculous. Like, how do you guys get anything done? But... Um, <laughs> I think we we attach too much happiness and value to these things sometimes. And I think it's important for us to mediate these good principles that we find in our own cultures, like focusing on effective time management um, and making sure it doesn't drown out the spirit. And so I need to work on on being okay with with stillness and and not being so focused on constant progression um because i think it, it just needs to be balanced right it doesn't need to like one doesn't need to be abolished for the sake of the other mm-hmm. um and and i i've loved this you know the pandemic was crazy and, and it is crazy and everything that happened was crazy but i i've loved being with our family more yeah um and just kind of having to you know, not spend so much time. I mean, we love friends and whatnot, but like just being able to focus on being with each other um, has been awesome. Yeah. And we even took up meditation. Yeah. Which was great. And maybe we should get back into that because I've fallen out of it. Yeah. Well, I think there are, I, I know in school we didn't really do like, I never went out bowling with the guys or no. that kind of stuff and so I, I i don't see myself picking that kind of stuff up mm-hmm. right and so like we're still gonna be simple in that way but i i'm gonna be very hesitant to take on anything that's not i mean just anything um that's going to add more complexity to our lives mm-hmm. because i i want to fight for simplicity but that's not the kind of like the way of things. I think the more engaged you are in life and in the church and in every, everything, the more complex your life is going to continually get. Yeah. And I'm just going to fight really hard to make sure that we don't over complexify. Is that a word? Overcomplicate our lives. <laughs> yeah. I over, I overcomplicated the word for yes, overcomplicate. <laughs> Any last thoughts on this one? No, I just need to be better. Yeah. I think, yeah. But I would love to hear, if anybody can relate to me, I would love to hear from you. So uh, send me a message on Instagram. Do you guys want to plan a little little group get together? No. But we'll talk about it. And we'll share with each other how we're going to be better at it. Good. Good. (laughs) Yeah. Again, I hope this, we're not preaching and we're not, 
I don't think we even came up with that no, many these solutions. Are, these are just our on, honest thoughts and conversation between yeah, each and, other. And so. we hope that you're having these conversations with your between you and your spouse or you and your friends or you and your parents or with whomever you need to be having these conversations uh, to kind of figure out what you need to do to apply these principles, these principles of, of stillness, of being open to the voice of the Lord and... Uh, being in a constant process of analyzing your own culture to see if there's something about it that is antithetical to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to end with loves and less than loves. Yes, I have a love, and that is that the kids lately, like the past week, they have been so cuddly. All of them. They just want to hug me. They want to cuddle me. Everyone has been just so cuddly. Ruth just wants me to lay in bed with her at night and hire him too. And Ammon, he has just been so clingy in like the cutest little way. He just like will lay his head right in the crook of my neck and just cozy on up right mm-hmm. there. Oh, it's so and cute. And it's not even that he just like puts his head there. He like He like nuzzles, nuzzles it right there. Yeah. Oh. And then he puts his, like brings his little hand up and touches your face. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, I love their cuddles. Okay, that's uh, my favorite thing lately is we've been applying or I love sorry my, my love right now is that is um, we've been applying something that we learned from Kirby Hayborn uh, on one of our episodes a few weeks ago um, and at dinner we've been asking the kids what we've been asking them two questions first one is what's your favorite part of the day and the second one is how have you served someone and Hiram has just taken to it so well. He um, loves it. Yeah, he loves it. One, he like races me when he when we try and say it. Like and we'll so, sit down and it's like a race who can remember yeah. to say it first. Yeah, and like I'll uh, whoever's praying will finish saying the prayer, and Hiram will look up and he'll he'll look at me in the eyes and say like my favorite part of the day was, and he starts to say it as fast <laughs> as he can, um, and he doesn't like just saying it. Like he'll look for ways to serve. Yeah, throughout the day, he'll be like, hey, I can say that tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cute. Oh, man, like today, uh, uh, after their t-ball practices, one of the the moms always brings a snack. It's usually like a Capri Sun and then like Cheetos or something else. Uh, And Hiram comes over to the car because Ruth and I were already in the car. He comes over with his hands full of his baseball gear and he has all the snacks in his helmet and he goes... All right, and he said, Ruthie, I have, I have snacks for you. And so he gave her half of his snacks and then looks up, looks up at me and says, Papa, that's how I helped someone today. That's so cute. Like, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. And then he gave, me, um, he gave me some of his Cheetos. Or he gave me the bag of Cheetos, so I took a couple of them. And I ate them, and then I said, okay, you have the rest of them. Like, I, I just want you to have them. But I, but I really, really appreciate you giving, giving them to me. And then on the way home... Uh, we decided to have our do our questions right then, and he said, "Oh, Papa, I know what your favorite part of the day was." And I was like, "Oh yeah, what's that?" And he said, "Well, it's when I gave you a snack." And I said, "No, I love that part. But my favorite part is when you gave Ruthie a snack." Mm-hmm. And then we got to explain, I talk about that and like why that is, and I I was just like super hit by, like in that moment. I saw how Heavenly Father feels about us. Like, yes, he loves when we do nice things for for him, but it means so much more to him when we do nice things 
and we serve our our brothers and sisters because like when you're are serving heavenly father and it's just him if it's possible to only serve him without serving your brothers and sisters um it's nice because you're he sees that you love him and he and he feels good that you're serving him but he gives so much of himself to care for us that he's like more invested in us than he is in himself if Uh that makes sense um and he sees our brother like his his children our brothers and sisters and he wants to help them so bad and so when we're able to help them it's like checking off so many boxes like i see that you're serving and that you're doing a great job and that you're loving your brothers and sisters and then i see that your brother or sister who is struggling is is feeling that love and I know that you're doing it because you love me and you love them. And so it's like so many boxes get checked off. And so I just, I, I had such a clear image in my mind of that when Hiram was, was talking to That's me so about, about Ruth and about the, the, the treats. Yeah. And it was just such like a small little thing that we started to do. And I, I've just been amazed the past few weeks. I, this is a long love, so I apologize. But <laughs> this is, I've been amazed the past few weeks how many little things we have been doing are having big impacts. And that's just one of them. Maybe we'll talk about little things that have big impacts later. That's a good idea. I like that. Let's remember that. Okay, maybe we'll do that next week. Okay. Um, One more thing on that love is Ruthie. She doesn't really get the questions yet. Oh my gosh. But She did today. She did. She usually will say, my favorite part is... Love mama. <laughs> she almost always says love a someone. Person. Yeah. Yeah, or the dog. It's just really cute. But today, um, Ruth, right after uh, Hiram said his favorite part, Ruth said, Mine favorite part, Hiram, give me juice. Oh, that's so cute. Um, and I was like, You guys are the best. <laughs> <laughs> making moms and dads cry yeah oh my yeah, gosh they're so great. great they're so good oh i love them <laughs> okay yeah, sorry well, we shouldn't end up crying oh so. yeah um we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and let us know if there's any way that we can help you and serve you yeah we haven't had a, a user requested or user to listener i've been thinking about <laughs> tron what? user users those okay. are the users in the Oh, 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 the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we haven't had a a listener suggestion for an episode in a while. For a while. We We have a couple that we could get to and we're working on. Yeah, but if you have any more, please feel free to. Let us know how we can help serve you guys better. Yep. And then also let me know if you relate to my list addiction. (laughs) So we can chat about it. Remember, Christ loves you. Try and carve out whole giant portions of your life for him I love that. and you'll be happy okay. and he'll be happy love you keep the faith bye